The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, buddy, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of Underdog Podcasts. We are also streaming on Underdog TV on YouTube. Check us out. Subscribe to both of those, please. Uh, we are also proud partners in streaming on uh, Podcast One as well. You are listening, as usual, to Sean and Brad on this special edition of Get Paid. How you doing, Brad? I'm great, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, splitting the, this week's episodes into two. Um, so we are going to be pushing the game odds network now that we're into week one. We're going to be pushing those to a different episode. So I just want to catch everybody up kind of on some of the surprising moves Um you know, that we've seen after preseason week three because a lot of stuff has happened. So let's just talk about that on this episode. We also have Adam Burns from betonline.ag um, talking about uh, the um, the picks that Brad and I made uh, futures-wise last week. Um, so we're kind of seeing where all the money is. It's a really cool uh, segment. We already recorded that. I recorded that with him, so I'll play that at the end. But Brad, let me just, you know, start with the... Um, well, I guess you can't really call anything big news because it's all kind of big news, but let's get into it. Um, let's start with uh, the the Bills waving LaShawn McCoy. Did you see that? You know, I did not see that, man. I have been trapped in uh, kind of in a trance uh, with the hurricane coverage oh, yeah. for the past three days. Yeah. No, more than three days, four days. So I, know, I have man. yet, I've not looked at other stuff uh, in a while, man. So <laughs> I forgot about that. So like uh, yeah, the last time we recorded the show, um, was I think maybe Monday or Tuesday last week, mm-hmm. and I was set to go to Vegas, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. But I went to, um, or Brad and I, we were like, oh yeah, you know, maybe the storm will be, you know, we, but I was still planning on going by the time we recorded last week. And then everything, basically, the, the poo hit the fan, and, um, you know, the hurricane was about to hit Miami. And it was really the problem, it wasn't the hurricane, because growing up in Florida, I've been through enough of them. I don't really care that much about the, the storm itself. But the aftermath, you get two things you get flooding. Yeah. Well, I guess you get three things, maybe even four. You get flooding, you get the run on gas stations, so people like buy up all the gas, can't right, fill up on right. gas. And that was happening. Yeah. Then you get the oh, yeah. um, you get the people that are just basically like buying all the food out of everything, so like you also can't get any happening. water. And then um, the last thing is like travel is just brutal. Um, so they always, as rightfully so, they as right you know they should they cancel. Um, travel a little bit early just to err on the side of caution. And so I saw the forecasts, and I was going to come in on Saturday to visit you in Miami, Brad. And I felt pretty comfortable that that was going to be okay. But I had plans to fly home from Orlando to Chicago on Tuesday, which is actually... Uh, today we're recording this today and i thought "Mm, you know what the way the storm's looking right now i don't think i'm going to be able to get out and sure enough yesterday brad i got a notification that that flight was canceled yeah yeah smart man so sean was supposed to be here saturday and when the hurricane first arrived that was the day it was almost supposed to land like it was that was high probability Mm -hmm. and then it was like okay well probably sunday and then it turned into monday and now it's Tuesday evening, and the sucker is still sitting over the uh, Bahamas. Oh, I, gosh. I, I, those poor Bahamians. Right? Yeah, that's bad. Those, 
Those people, man, that's terrible. It's been sitting on top of them for two days. I've never seen anything like that. There was one time, um, because I used to love hurricane season. I'm sure we'll talk about this on um, on Functional Sportsaholic this week, too. I loved hurricane season when I lived in Orlando growing up and going to high school there because they would always cancel school, and then the hurricane would never hit. And yeah, so, like, right. it, it, but there, there was one year that three hurricanes, I, I think actually we were all in college at that point, Brad. Three hurricanes hit Orlando in like a month. I remember that. I and do. then, like, there was a tropical storm that basically stalled over Orlando for like two days. And it's like the same kind of thing. But poor Bahamas, man, because that thing was like yeah. one, it had 185 mile an hour winds when it slammed yeah, it's, in. It's Woo. a big boy. You know, the, the problem with these hurricanes is, is like, you know, 19 out of 20 times the whole thing is just a cry wolf thing right yeah, like right. it's all it's, none of it really comes true and none of it really happens but people freak out all the same and it's just really that one time every 15 to 25 years where it actually gets you so it's difficult to to know the difference right it's actually yeah. impossible to know so yeah. you have to do things like like cancel cancel your trip even though it all turns out fine most of the time. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, but you know, you know as for it tu- everybody else, yeah, go ahead. Sean. I was going to say, as it turns out, it, it did end up because if I um, if I was stuck in Orlando, I wouldn't have been able to get any of the episodes out. And this is a big week, not only for you know the show; it's obviously week one, but. Um, you know, the network as a whole, Brad, you know, I'm building this studio. We're going to get you set up um, with kind of like a home version. Um, I have a, an office that I'm actually literally building a production studio <laughs> in, as you're seeing pictures of it uh, kind of uh, coalesce, Brad. But, um, you know, we're going to be releasing a couple new shows. Brad and I, we're going to get together again at the end of the week, and we're going to talk about our six favorite bets from the Get Paid show. It's going to be a show called Pick Six. Um, that's going to be on YouTube, but we're also going to kind of simulcast it on Underdog. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild week. This was not a week where I could afford to miss uh, miss a couple days from travel. I can tell you that. So yeah, not at all. Yeah. And, um, and then I went to Vegas, buddy. You know that I went to Vegas to enter the Super yeah. Contest, the Westgate Super Contest. So I dropped a bunch of money at Westgate, and I ran into Ricky Williams at a um, at a marijuana dispensary. I certainly you know I would never go into one of those places, but I was outside just as a tourist taking pictures and seeing what would happen. And sure enough, I ran into Ricky Williams, and. Um, had a conversation with him, and I said, I said to Ricky, I was like, you know, buddy, um, I didn't say buddy because I'm not his buddy. I said, hey, Ricky, I said, friend, friend, um, we've known each other for five minutes now. I want to tell you that I was supportive of you mm-hmm. uh, because we were just talking. The funny thing, Brad, is we were talking about this last week with Andrew Luck. I said, I was supportive of you when you when you retired. And he looked That's at, right. We did mention Ricky Williams. I know, and I ran into yeah. him literally like the, the the day after that. I ran into him, maybe two days after that. It was wild. And so I was like, Ricky, I was just talking to you. I looked like probably such a, a dweeb. I would go on my podcast. I was just talking to you about yeah. you. Yeah. And so I was talking to, um, and I said, look, man, I was like, you know, I was just talking to you because about the Andrew Luck stuff. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I was in support of you when you left. And he looked at me and he pursed his lips like, yeah, okay, give me a break. You know, give me a break. I was like, no, 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 really, really. But I could tell because he got he got so just eviscerated um, by everybody at that point. I was like one of probably like, you know, 1% of just said, hey, man, let him go. But um, but then I told him I was like, yeah, but I wasn't in support of Luck leaving. And then he he was like, well, why do you say that? I was like, well, you know, I just think that he's going to be back. I think that he kind of rushed his decision. I think he got a little bit almost like Brett Favre at the end of you know his career. He gets so emotional after the fact while he was you know beat up and bruised and everything, and then. A couple months later, he felt good and he was ready to come back. I kind of feel yeah, like that'll right. happen. And um, and Mr. Williams looked at me and he he smiled and he nodded. He said, "He'll be back. 
He'll yeah, be back. Yeah, right. He w- he will, right? I mean, he'll be back. I guess anything's possible, but if I if I had to put money on it, I'd say he will definitely be back within a year. Yeah, I just um, I, I can't remember if we talked about this angle or if it was me and Sam that talked about it. But I just what I what I'm curious about because I don't think Brissett's bad, and uh, the Colts just gave him thirty million over two years, so they do have the ability to walk away. And I feel like the Colts are kind of hedging their bets there too. Um, I really feel like this is a Michael Jordan situation, although Andrew Luck is by no means as good as Michael Jordan was. Um, right. But I've just you know, you go to Europe, you go to Japan, you go to Australia, you travel the world for two years, you come back, like, you know, he's not gonna, what I told Sam is like, you're not gonna open up car dealerships, like your Ronnie Lott or John Elway or Dan Marino, you're not gonna open up a car dealership when you're 30, you know? You're still sure. in the physical prime of your life. Um, now what we're seeing with Tom Brady, I mean, you could extend that to like 45 years, you, you could have 15 more years yeah. left, you know? I mean, as a quarterback, he he will be in his prime for the next six or seven years. Yeah, you know, yep. it could be he could be thirty eight before there's any type of noticeable decline. I know. And even if there is a little bit of decline, well, then you just kind of alter your game a little bit. Like yep. maybe you just don't think you can run as much or scramble as much. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, like you're still good enough, and you have all this expertise to be able to do that. Just like Michael Jordan realized he couldn't dunk on people every single play. So he just played from the post. Yeah, right. You know, and it was just good enough. It was, he was probably even better at that. I know. He's so, so good at everything. I, I, he was so good at everything. Anybody that, that even argues for a second that he wasn't the best ever is literally out of their mind. <laughs> out of their mind. I out mean, of their come mind. On. Sean, do you agree or disagree? At this point, I agree. I think if um, because we we see how like the LeBron James trajectory is going at this point um, with him on the Lakers and things are kind of going sideways. Now, if LeBron had like um, if LeBron had gone to LA and pulled them into the playoffs and then maybe they made the the Western Conference Finals or even got to the second round with that team. Yeah, I think you could actually keep that argument alive a little bit and say, yeah, well, by the end of LeBron's career, he's going to be the all-time scorer. You know, maybe he could have had four to five titles, but I, I think we can see now that that he's just not going to catch up. You know, he's going to. It's a perfectly fair argument to say that LeBron is the second best, or Kobe is the second best, or maybe Durant or whoever else you want to put there. You know I'll who I think is going to get there. You know who's going to get huh. there. I think is uh, Kawhi. I, th- I think it's going to be. Uh, because Kawhi, we've seen him. He's gone to three finals now. He's won two of them. Um, yeah, should have okay. won. I'd like should, to see it. Should have won all three. Um, LeBron actually stole one of those away. Um, I forgot that was like the Ray Allen three point late oh, thing. Yes, you remember that? They yes, stole yes. that series. The Heat did. Yeah, that's right. They did. So yeah, should have won it. I think he's won um, two finals MVPs in his two finals. So basically, he's already equated like LeBron's finals. But you see what an assassin he is. Now he goes to the Clippers. If if he can make a run with Paul George. Yeah, and and take the, the a, a franchise that has been in obscurity for the most of you know, not even the you know they couldn't even draw in their own state, like in their own city, because the Lakers are so much better. If Kawhi could win like two titles with the Clippers, this is a big. These are big ifs, but I'm just saying, like, let's throw the argument out there. Let's say he plays another 10, 12 years, wins another like two titles with the Clippers, maybe three, maybe they go on a little run. Um, you could make that argument, um, Steph Curry. I think you could. I, you know, I think. Yeah. I think one thing that will hurt him, assuming he does all those things in his career, is that he has no personality. You know, he's just like <laughs> he's almost he's almost forgettable. It's like a piece he's, of wood. He's got the he's got the personality of a shoehorn. You know what I mean? Like, there's just he's very effective, just like a shoehorn, dude. That's the like the best invention ever created. You ever tried putting on a, a dress shoe without one? It's the worst thing ever. Yeah, I, yeah, I unlaced sh- my shoe, Brad. 
<laughs> you take your shoehorn, you put it in there, it's seamless. He's very effective, but he's very forgettable. I could see you, Brad. I could see you having like you know these uh, custom-made uh, whalebone or like Tyrannosaurus Rex bone shoehorns <laughs> like uh, in your house, just like a bunch of them. It's the shoehorn. I just I put my uh, I put my finger inside the shoe and I wedge no, my foot No, the in finger there, does not work. Do not disrespect the shoehorn like that. It is a very <laughs> effective tool, my friend. It's actually an incredible invention. It's very effective, just like Kawhi Leonard. But it's so damn forgettable and, and even boring. He's really good, yet he's boring. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe people will disagree. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, man. Um, but getting back to some of the NFL news. So McCoy's gone, but he went to uh, Kansas City, reunited with Andy Reid. Uh, that's an interesting situation. New England basically just like made like three trades um, and got like uh, offensive linemen like crazy. You saw Miami; uh, they ditched uh, Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunzel to Houston and got two first-round picks and a second-round pick from Houston for an offensive tackle and um, and really kind of a, a mid-grade wide receiver. Uh, I have weird. Then they ended up picking up uh, Carlos Hyde in another trade. Then Houston traded Jadavian Clowney Brad to Seattle um, mm-hmm. for uh, a couple of linebackers, but basically Jadavian Clowney mm-hmm. now is in Seattle, who we already liked. So you had a lot of movement in the last couple of weeks here. Um, kind of a Wild West type thing, but uh, yeah, man, I guess we're ready for the season now, right, buddy? Yeah, we're getting there, man. I uh, I like that pickup for uh, Seattle, by the way. I yeah, mean, that's that's a good one, and I and I like New England. You know, kind of saying, you know what, we. Uh, um, you know our offensive line. They they had a big injury on the offensive line. I think they lost a center. They traded. I think with Buffalo to get a center, and then I think maybe they traded with Baltimore. I'm going from memory here. I don't have the notes in front of me, but you know they they dealt some of their picks. You know how New England stockpiles that draft capital. They uh they spent some of it basically to you know make sure that they could protect their 42 year old quarterback and uh, be able to run the ball effectively. And I can't say that was a bad mm-hmm. idea. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, then Brad um teased the next segment here. Um. Um, Mark, I'm sorry, not Mark, Adam, um, Adam Burns from betonline.ag said that, uh, he likes your backers bet. We'll, we'll go ahead and play the segment, um, for everybody, but he likes your Packers bet quite a bit for the Super Bowl. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 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 He mm. likes them. So you got in on that early. Um, he also, uh, the, the, the betting public also likes my idea of, of liking the Falcons where you're not, but that's part of what makes our show fun. Um, I'll tell you what, let me uh, get to some ads, then we'll play the, uh, the, the segment with Adam and Bet Online, and then we'll wrap this show up. So let me just talk a little bit about Podcast One. Attention sports fans, award-winning sports columnist and ESPN commentator Woody Page is putting down the chalkboard and picking up the mic for the Woody Page Podcast on Podcast One Sportsnet. Join Woody each week as he takes on sports and pop culture with his roster of famous and even legendary guests from the world of sports and entertainment. Drop the chalk and download new episodes today. It's the Woody Page Podcast every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. All right. Um, hey, you know, we're going to be talking about Ben Online just, uh, just in just a little bit, but we are ready for some football. College football is here and there are some big matchups this week. NFL preseason is wrapped up. We're into week one. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code PODCAST1 for your free 50% welcome bonus. College football, we saw it last weekend. There are some games. There's going to be some hot games this week. Uh, the NF, or I'm sorry, the MLB is winding its season up. We saw Verlander throw a no-hitter. That was pretty cool. Uh, the NFL, man, this is what this week is all about. And for the rest of the season, for that matter. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. It's podcast one to receive that 50% welcome bonus. 
BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Brad. So I think I'm going to go ahead and play the uh, the the spot with Adam. Um, we'll play that for the audience now. We'll come back later. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, man. We'll play that now. And we're here with Adam Burns, BetOnline.ag sportsbook manager. Adam, how you doing, buddy? How about yourself? Doing well. Hey, thanks for being on the show today. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, uh, Brad. As as our listeners know, Brad and I ran through last week and just kind of gave our NFL predictions um, division by division and Super Bowl. So what I wanted to do, I like to talk to you. I like to talk to Dave and Bet Online. You know, everybody over there is great. Um, just talk and see where the money's going. See if Brad and I are, um, you know, on the side of the money or not on the side of the money. It's always kind of a fun exercise. So if you're good, I'd like to just work my way through uh, through the AFC into the NFC and then get into kind of the Super Bowl picks where most of that money's going, if you're cool with that. Yeah, sure, no problem. All right, cool. So let's start with the AFC uh, AFC East. There's really no surprise, I don't think, um, and I I venture to say I don't think there's going to be any surprises on your end either. Um, so we took the Patriots, um, and I got to imagine that's where most of the money is going in the AFC East. Though I did the last time I talked to Dave at Bet Online, um, he mentioned there was an uptick in Buffalo Bills money at least for the over um, on their win loss season. But is most of the money going on the Patriots? Is that fair to say? To be honest, Dave was spot on there. Is uh, actually the most bets have come in on the Bills at eight to one to win that division. Holy moly! Uh, the Patriots, yeah, the Patriots. I mean, they're minus three hundred, so it's it's not an attractive price for people sure. to lay down all that money for the whole season. So I think that some people think the Bills might have some sort of uh, Cinderella story season, but uh, obviously the, the clear favorite there is the Patriots, um, and the least money's coming in on the Dolphins. Obviously, they're thirty-three to one to win that division. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, they have one of the lowest win totals of, uh, at, at four and a half. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, understood. Yeah, the the Buffalo Bills. I, I tell you, we were, Brad and I were super low on them to be uh, to begin, and, and then I actually talked to Dave maybe a week after we did our AFC East preview. And um, then he said, uh, you know, Dave told me, he's like, you know, a lot of money's coming in on Buffalo. I was like, really? Why? And then I looked at the preseason. You know what? They're actually, they're putting together a nice team. Now, I don't think they're going to win the division, but at 8-1, to one, I can see why people put the money down. What about the Jets? What are they getting right now? Are, are they getting a lot of money? What's the, uh, what's the odds for them? Yeah, the Jets are at 11-2 uh, or, or five plus 550. Um, they're taking a little bit, but not too much. I mean, all, the only people who are betting the Jets are people who are like diehard Jets fans. There's no real... Sure. Smart money coming in on them right now. Yeah, you know, um, which, I, I, which also makes sense. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't put my money on them. Yeah, and I wouldn't put my money on the Bills either. But if I was going to pick one of the two, I mean, I know the Bills have a really, really strong defense. I guess that's why uh, they just cut McCoy, as, as everybody knows. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting team. Interesting team. But let's move it over to the North. Um, Brad and I selected. I know a lot of money was coming in on Cleveland earlier in the year, but Brad and I actually picked Pittsburgh. We both picked Pittsburgh to win the division. How's the money looking in the North? Yeah, earlier on in the year, it was uh, Cleveland was the favorite. Now it's Pittsburgh. They're at plus 140, Cleveland at plus 160. Um, it's sort of literally 50-50 bet on those two teams. Mm-hmm. There's almost no money coming in on uh, on Cincy. But uh, the Ravens are taking a little bit of money. I mean, the Ravens will be an interesting team to see this year. They have a pretty decent schedule, and uh, it depends on how you know Lamar Jackson does. And sure. They have a, you know, a few, few new players. Um, but they could be a sleeper there. I mean, I think the Ravens at four to one might be. If if you're going to bet that division, I would, you know, bet it small as sort of a value bet on the Ravens. 
Yeah, that's how I'm. That's how I would lean as well as a better. Although I do think Pittsburgh will will, will take the division there, but we like the Ravens as well. Uh, moving it to the South. So the big news, of course, is Luck retired. So that shook everything up. I know it looks like Houston is the favorite, but where's the, well co-favorite, I guess, with Jacksonville. But where's the money going at this point? Yeah, early on before uh, the, the Colts before Luck re- retired, they were minus. They were odds-on favorites. They were right. minus money, uh, and then once he retired, obviously that flipped. And uh, we have Houston and Jags at uh, <clears throat> sorry at uh, co favorites, and then the, the Titans at four to one, and then the Colts are actually the last one now at, at uh, nine to two. The thing is, is that this division. I mean, who knows? Exactly. If Jacoby Brissett <laughs> is good. Yeah, it, it's it's a total crapshoot. I think this one. I mean, this is one of the divisions I would not bet, and I don't really see any value in it. But the odds seem about right based on how how this division usually plays out. Yeah, I, I got to say, looking at the odds now, if I was going to place a wager, I'd probably actually put it on the Colts anyway. I like what the Colts are doing organizationally. And Brissett, look, he's not Andrew Luck, but he's also not awful. I mean, he might be the second best quarterback in the division behind Deshaun Watson, um, depending on your take on Mariota, which we don't really have a high opinion of on this show, and then Foles. But, um, you know, I, 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 it's not outside the realm of possibility that, uh, you know, the Colts could string it together with, uh, you know, a solid run game and maybe pick their 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 chances passing they have a lot of receiving options so we'll see uh moving it over to the west um i, I think all the money's got to be going on, on kansas city right at their minus 140 uh, according to what i'm seeing on my screen but how's the money looking are there uh, chargers bets raiders bets denver broncos bets yeah there's actually more, the most money's on the chargers at two to one okay um but there's still there still is a lot of money on the chiefs the other two teams not taking that much team like the raiders they, they're taking a lot of bets smaller bets but that's one of those teams where Teams like the Raiders, the Steelers, the Cowboys, um, they, they're they sort of like nationally or global teams, sure. right? So they're just going to take bets no matter what. Every year is the same thing. But, I mean, they don't really have a uh, a chance, you know what I mean? But you never know. I mean, again, anything could happen. A guy gets hurt, Mahomes gets hurt, something happens. Anything could happen. But uh, the team that's saying the least there is the Broncos. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and it's funny because I look at the Broncos and I was watching them in preseason. Everybody, in, I think everybody in the football universe just doesn't like Joe Flacco. And I think it's because he got that big contract like five or six years ago, which is now by NFL standards, a small contract, um, which he's still on. But, you know, Baltimore or I'm sorry, Denver, they have a, a stronger defense. They have a defensive minded head coach that came over and, a, and kind of an exciting young play caller there. So Brad and I were actually we were both talking about Denver. We wouldn't take them. I mean, it, it's such a tough division and we we love both the Chargers and the and the Chiefs, but I'm surprised people seem to me to be sleeping a little bit on the Broncos. I'm on the over on the win total for them just because I like the, the brand of football they're playing, at least in the early returns in the preseason, but I guess we'll see. Now let's shift it over to the NFC East. Uh, this is where Brad and I started um, started de- deferring. We didn't re- we had agreement on all of the AFC, but uh, the NFC we started kind of going astray. But um, you know, Brad picked Philadelphia. I picked Dallas in the NFC East. Where's the money going at this point? Yeah, the Eagles are probably taking as odds-on favorites about double the amount of Dallas. Wow. Um, and then the Giants are taking some money at ten to one. Again, Giants are one of those teams, like I just mentioned, that they have sort of a a pretty big fan base, so there's some, you know, diehard Giants fans betting on them. And then the Redskins are pretty much taking nothing. Um, this one's an inch, this division again, it's sort of like, you know, the AFC South. It's every year it comes down to it could be any team that wins this. Now the Giants obviously have um, faltered the last couple of years, but you never know. 
anything could happen. I, I think Giants at 10-1 to 1 is actually not a bad bet yeah. just for a couple bucks. Yeah, uh, I, just to see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't bet the Eagles at minus money, but these are the odds. I mean, we we, we base it on you know percentages and chances and their win totals and how money comes in. So odds will move in these all these divisions. But I think the Giants, to be honest, and I'm going to just say this here now that I think they're going to win Week One. But that's a bold statement. <laughs> I, I I'm with you, man. I think the Giants are better than advertised. I actually was a fan of Pat Shermer, um, but I don't think he got a fair shake in Cleveland. Uh, you know that 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 organization has just been, you know, um, quicksand basically for everybody. It seems like they they got things going kind of in the right direction, but who knows? He's, they're like the uh, they're like the 2018 2019 version of the uh, the 1999 Washington Redskins. They can't really ever seem to get solid footing. But you know, Pat Shermer, they um, you know they uh, the the Browns cut him or cut him loose or fired him. He ends up uh, spending some time with Minnesota, um, and their offense is great. He finally gets a kind of a second chance with the Giants. I didn't think they were all bad last year. They were just kind of turning over the roster. This year, you know, you have Manning, who I don't think is going to be as bad um, this year. The receivers aren't anything to write home about. They have Saquon Barkley. I think the defense is getting stronger. And, um, you know, they have a really good quarterback, it looks like, uh, and Daniel Jones behind him. So you never know. I don't think they're as bad as advertised either. I think, you know, that at that money or at that, those odds, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. Uh, moving it on to the NFC North. Um, Brad and I actually both picked the Packers here. The Bears and the Packers are co-favorites. Where's the money coming in from? Uh, the most of the money is coming on the Bears. Bears again are one of those teams that everyone loves, and uh, they're two to one co-favorite with the Packers. Packers are second most bet. Um, the other two, not so much. Um, to be honest, I this is a tough division as well mm-hmm. um, between three of the teams. I mean, the Lions are pr- pretty sure, unless they do something special, aren't really going to be in it. But um, one of my my only future. Well, I made two future bets for the season. One of them is the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at their schedule, and I think, you know, the the all the hype around people bashing Aaron Rodgers, how he's finished and he's not as good as they say, and putting out stats about him on Twitter and the social media and all that. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and and has a good year, and they changed up their team as well a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I I think to me in that division, I, I if I had to bet gun to the head, I'd put Packers. Yeah, that's kind of where we were both leaning as well. And that's uh, Brad actually picked them for the Super Bowl, but we'll get into that in just a bit. We got two divisions left here. Uh, we have the NFC South. Brad and I actually both picked um, the Saints, although I he, he's never high on the Falcons. I actually like the Falcons quite a bit this year, but we're going to go with the Saints. You know, both of us together. I think I picked Atlanta to get into the playoffs as a wild card team. But what are your thoughts? Um, where's the money coming in on the uh, on the South, the NFC South? Yeah, Falcons at at uh, seventy two or plus three fifty is taking the most by far. I think people are are siding with you there. Um, I don't know. I read some stat where like fourteen of their sixteen games are in domes or something, and and uh, Matt Ryan has a great record in domes. I'm not sure if that's correct, but someone was one of my friends at the bar the other night was telling me this. So. Um, it's but, always uh, easier to to not have to throw in snow and in rain and all that stuff. So I guess yeah. yeah. I mean, I buy it. So, um, yeah, I think there's probably some value on the Falcons there. But don't count out the Panthers. I mean, they're a team that they go up and down every year. You never know what you're going to get with I them. I know, they I know. It's so hard. With Newton, McCaffrey, that they, you never know what's going to happen. So um, this, this is an interesting division. Tampa Bay, I mean, I think Winston's on his last legs here. If he doesn't play well early, 
he might be gone mm-hmm. and they might just, just switch him up. You know, there's always rumors that they were going to do that anyways. But I think they're, they're you know, there's, if you were going to bet, I think the Falcons is probably a smart bet because you're getting pretty over three to one of your money. I think that's not, not a bad bet. Yeah, yep. And then over to the West, you have the Rams as the clear favorites. Um, Seattle kind of, I wouldn't even say nipping at their heels. It's really Seattle, uh, San Francisco, and then Arizona is a distant, distant fourth. How's the money looking in the uh, West? There's a lot of San Francisco money coming in at 9-2 to two or plus 450. Mm. Um, to be honest, the least bet team in that division is the Rams, even though they are the clear favorites. Mm. Uh, the Cardinals, again, I mean, they have you know a rookie quarterback or who knows what's going to happen with them? That's what the reason they're eighteen to one to win that division. Um, but I like the Seahawks, and I was saying before I make two future bets, and my two future bets for the Super Bowl were the Packers and the Seahawks. Mm. If you look at if you look at the Seahawks' schedule, uh, it's pretty weak. In all honesty, I, f- I find anyways uh, when I was doing all my win totals and, and division odds and that sort of thing. And if you look at the matchups, I think that's a sleeper team. You're getting over three to one. I think the value in that division is the Seahawks. Um, you know, they're, you know, look, the week one, they play Cincinnati. They're probably, if they win, they're already going to drop. So if, and then that's what people got to realize in futures. Like, you got to look ahead, right? Right. So when you want to get them at a good price, because we reopen these always right after, that if, if they beat their own, they're almost 10 point favorites. So they're going to drop down uh, sure. no matter what. So I think that's sort of the value there. Those are the two teams I kind of like this year that as sleeper picks. Obviously, the Patriots are the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and or and for good reason. Even though they have some, you know, they they, they made some changes and stuff like that, but um, you know they're always going to be the favorite no matter what. But I think those, if you're looking for underdog picks, and you can get the Packers, we have them at twenty to one right now. We have the Seahawks, and I think it's forty to one. Um, you know, th- those are those are teams that I I can see. And based on their schedule, making the playoffs. And then once you get to the playoffs, that's pretty much what you're looking at, is just getting there and then kind of going from there. Yeah, I like the the Seahawks too. It seems like um, you mentioned forty to one. It seemed like the betting world was down on them, but I think people forget. I think people, um, you know, the the I don't know if it's the betting community or maybe it's the reporting. You know, a lot of the that a lot of times that stuff is kind of mixed together. But you don't hear a lot of publicity on Seattle, and they're looked at as maybe like a rebuilding team. But people f- seem to forget that they made the playoffs last year in the rebuild. Um, you know, they, they kind of, I wouldn't say that their defense is at Legion of Boom type levels, but they kind of remade that defense. They made some moves. We just saw them uh, acquire Jadavian Clowney. Um, you know, they can run the ball. Uh, they fixed kind of those issues last year. Russell Wilson has more support. He looked pretty good in his limited preseason action. I'm with you, man. Um, you know, as, as far as two futures go, I like that. I don't have Seattle making the playoffs this year just because I picked Minnesota to, to get the wild card over Seattle. But, you know, I certainly couldn't. The, the NFC is so interesting this year because it literally wouldn't surprise me if like one of any, any one of 10 teams won the conference. I mean, it's pretty wide open to me, and I'd love that Packers bet. And speaking of, uh, Brad actually picked the Packers to make the Super Bowl and I think lose to Kansas. No, he picked them to win. He picked them to beat Kansas City. Um, I picked Kansas City over New Orleans, but how how is the money coming in for Super Bowl at this point? Oh, it's huge. I mean, we put the Super Bowl odds up literally the day after, or the night of when the Super Bowl ends the previous year. So we take quite a bit of money. It's only going to pick up... It's, We've already seen this week 
you know, a lot of people put money right away thinking they're going to get some value on someone. And then it, and during the summer, during the, you know, the baseball days of summer, it kind of dies off. But now, um, in, in August coming up to the, or September, August, September coming up to the season, it takes quite a bit of money and it's just picking up like at an incredible pace. And, you know, we take tons and tons of money on this. Um, our biggest loser right now, if the Super Bowl were to end today, would be the, the Cowboys at mm. 28 to 1. Wow. Um, but that's, again, it's not based on, you know, there's no smart money coming in on it. It's all just people that love Dallas Cowboys. So I wouldn't put too much clout in that. Uh, the Bears as well is, is our second biggest loser. Yeah. Um, then we have some teams that are, you know, big winners, obviously the underdogs. Um, but there's some teams that, you know, like the Patriots, even at uh, what do we have them plus right seven hundred is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 taking they're taking some money, but not not at an incredible rate because people are looking at sort of that like I said, you know, those long shots. So Packers at twenty to one, Seattle at thirty well three to thirty three to one. We have them right now, actually. Um, you know, Eagles, they were at fourteen to one. We dropped them to twelve to one. We took a little bit of money on them recently, mm. um, but. You know, it, it's hard to tell, right? I, like I said, I, if if I knew the answers to this, I'd be I'd be a rich man on a beach sipping margaritas. Yeah, so. sure, sure. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I gotta say, looking at these odds, I'm just looking at them top level right now. Um, I like Dallas a lot at 28 to one. Uh, I like Pittsburgh 22. Um, you have the Packers at plus tw- uh, 2,000, um, and the 49ers you mentioned before at 40 to one. I mean, that's I, I like all of those right now. So, um, yeah, put some bets, put, put some bets down. See what see what hits. I mean, the Patriots and the Chiefs. Look, I like them, and like I said, I still think the Chiefs will win. But when you're talking about those kind of kind of odds, like Pittsburgh, you're it's hard to find a season where Pittsburgh's at plus twenty two hundred. You know, um, I like it. Yeah, and I think they're going to win. Early. A lot of changes. So, yeah, so it, it, it depends. I mean, look, I always look at the strength of schedule and if they're going to make the playoffs. So I, I always try to bet on teams that I think will make the playoffs probably a good way to go about it uh yeah there's always going to be one sleeper team that that's 100 to 1 right now that makes it but um you look at i sort of try to look at it as if they make the playoffs and i look at their schedules and a couple of years ago when the when the panthers played the broncos like i had the panthers at 66 to 1 before the season <laughs> and and the the only reason was because i looked at their schedule and i said there's because the year before they were terrible so they got an easy schedule and you know, they they made the final, so I hedged my bet. I I made some good money, but I wish they would have won. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. But yep. the the thing is, when you look at it that way, I think it's it's a smarter gambling strategy than just saying, "Oh, I like my favorite team is this." You know, so that right. You know, bet with your head, not with your heart, type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a you know your wallet your wallet pays the bills, not your heart. You know, so uh, so bet with that, yep. bet that in mind. Hey, Adam, I appreciate you coming on once again. Um, you know, definitely as as we progress through the season, this show is all about getting paid, right? It's all about uh, you know um, figuring out uh, what the odds are, figuring out where the uh, actions going, figure out what the value is. So I appreciate it. I'd love to have you back on uh, as we progress through the season. Once again, Adam Burns from uh, BetOnline.ag Sportsbook Manager. Thanks a lot, man. And we're back, Brad. How was Adam? 
Adam was fantastic. He likes the Packers, so everything is good. Everything is good. Well, hey, everybody, that uh, wraps it up for this special edition of the uh, of Get Paid podcast, and we are going to be talking, as usual, with our other, uh, our other regular episode, Week 1 Lines, baby. Week 1 uh, Daily Fantasy stuff as well. So uh, get in while the getting's good. For our YouTube audience, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't come across our YouTube yet, go to YouTube.com. Search for Underdog TV. You'll see the logo. It's a blue bulldog. It's awesome. Uh, also, subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at TFS underscore Sean. Uh, make it happen, people. Thanks a lot for listening. Go out, get paid.